0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting Chicago. My name is Joy Christopoulos. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The wait is finally over. We are two days away from football, and football is back. And look, you might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. And we might be talking some Bears Lions today. Lions, three points favorites. Bears, three-point underdogs, where are you putting your money down? So head to betonline.ag for all the favorite game spreads, totals, to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there is always that online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great up sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag, and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts ladies and gentlemen welcome to the pod thank you so much for joining us today we're talking bears again it, we're two days away from week one it's getting so exciting and we're going to wrap up our whole week of bears talk here on the pod by bringing in a good friend of ours he's on the enemy side but we consider him a friend because he's a part of the believe podcast network Derek Oakery, the host of believe in lions with Benny blades is joining us today Derek how are you my friend
1: Joey, thank you for having me on the show. It is game week. The Lions, Bears, NFC North. What what, what more could you ask for to start the season here?
0: It's so strange, right? The Bears and Lions, they're almost playing each other too early. Am I wrong? It feels too early.
1: I don't know. I mean, it feels too early, but you got to love a division matchup week one. I mean, you guys come into our house, so I can't wait to talk about it.
0: Yeah, Bears-Lions at Ford Field. As we mentioned, Bears, uh, three-point underdogs, Lions, three-point favorites. Let's start here, Derek. How does it feel, my friend, across the nation, pundits, experts everywhere saying that the Lions are the dark horse to win the NFC North? Just give us your reaction to just hearing a little bit of that buzz, and are you catching that buzz as well for the Lions in 2020?
1: Here's the thing, Joey. Like, every year, people are picking the Lions because – The Lions haven't won big since I've been a fan. But the problem is that uh, it's a trendy pick. We get it. The Lions are getting a lot of hype. You're hearing Matt Stafford, MVP. Matt Stafford might have told Nate Burleson he's going to be the MVP. We don't know. That might be rumor and innuendo. But the Lions, yeah, they are a hot pick right now. And because they got a young, hungry team, they've fallen the last couple years, bad records. We get it. But I feel like the Lions can really um, come out of the woodwork this year. They're going to surprise some teams based on what they've done the past two years. But I feel like Matt Patricia has a young, hungry team, some playmakers and our offense is something to be worried about. I mean, we got three receivers that can do it. we got a backfield now that might actually be able to run the football. So I I am loving the buzz. I mean, now they got to go make plays on Sundays and I think that starts this week against your bears. So I can't wait to see it.
0: And I'll be honest with you, you know, the buzz makes sense, right? You know, Stafford wasn't on pace for a career season last year. He's no spring chicken. We all know how talented he is and how star-crossed he's kind of been on these Detroit Lions teams. And then you couple that together with the fact that you guys have really gone out there and tried to revamp your defense via free agency, via, you know, Jeff Akuda, who we're going to get a chance to see on Sunday for the first time. Let's sort of start with the defense. You know, there's a lot of numbers out there that that aren't going to be pretty for you out there, Derek, about the defense last year. Are you thinking significant steps, small steps, or giant leap from a defensive perspective for the Lions in 2020?
1: Well, you you hit it right on the head. I mean, last year was, was absolutely a travesty to watch. I mean, if we got the Charles Barkley drop, I mean, it was terrible, absolutely terrible in every sense of the word. But uh, that's why I'm actually really high on the Lions this year, because not only injuries, but... I feel like they were just playing kind of a a rough defensive scheme based on who they had out there. I think you'll see a much more aggressive defense. They brought in people from the New England Patriots who, who know the scheme. I actually, I think Corey Unling, the new defensive coordinator also will be able to, uh, to change some things up. He's a, he's a defensive back type guy. So I think he's really going to help with the coverage elements. And uh, yeah, I, I I think it's kind of like what I said off the top with the Lions, they have to go prove it because they, they were not good in any sense of the word, but I think it's uh, because you were missing players due to injury. You didn't have much pass rush. Anytime you can't get after the quarterback, you're going to get sliced and diced on defense when it comes to the passing game. And that's exactly what happened. So uh, I'm still a little worried about their pass rush, to be honest. I mean, Trey Flowers is healthy. He was not healthy to start last year. And between Okuda, Justin Coleman, Um, Desmond Trufant we picked up as well as our back end safeties I really think we'll be able to cover a lot better so I'm expecting a better defense I just don't know how much better until we really get to see actual football which we haven't seen yet but we'll get starting on Sunday
0: and that's the question right you can have as much talent as you want on paper but in the end it does come down to that production and just looking at some of the stats you know and this is why a lot of people like Trubisky against the Lions week one not just based on you know historical past numbers but you know, the Lions allowed 29 t- touchdown passes last year to quarterbacks, third most passing yards in the league, you know, six most fantasy points. And that really all comes down to that pass rush that you keyed in on. And, I mean, it's got to be you're, – you're working from a low place there on that pass rush. There's no way it can be any worse than it was last year for the Lions, correct?
1: Yeah, and that's where I think I'm at is it- – You've seen the worst of the Lions under Matt Patricia. This is a roster that's been built for three years now. Uh, anytime you start off the season, you're healthy. Um, so that, that helps. And, and the numbers you said, you know, don't get me wrong. It surprised me that the Bears have beat the Lions four straight. I was surprised to hear that. I, I know we had had some good luck again uh, with them before that. The last four years have just been rough for the Lions into the division and on the defensive side of the ball. And with Matt Stafford's injuries, that really hampered the team too. I mean, we're playing you with our third quarterback. Um, that's always going to be going to be rough shape. So they have to go out and do it. They have to find ways to scheme up pressure. You know, bring bring linebackers. I think you'll see a lot more of that this year. And, and don't uh, don't you know undersell the the rookie. I mean, I think Jeff Okuda is going to be a tremendous player. I think in the long run he'll be an actual upgrade from Darius Slay. And uh, yeah, Mitch Trubisky, I mean, you guys started him to me, that's going to be, that's going to be rough. You know, um, he can make a few plays, especially with his legs, but I think the Lions are going to confuse him and give him a lot to deal with on Sunday and uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. I'm, I'm really excited to see what they bring on D as well as what Mitch Trubisky has, you know, he's been given the role. We'll see what he does.
0: Well, Trubisky is basically still in the NFL, honestly, thanks to past Lions defenses. You know, over his last three games, he's thrown nine touchdowns against the Lions. In his career, he's averaged 271 passing yards in five career games against the Lions. But I don't think Bears fans are underselling the concept that this is a different season. We are very aware that Driscoll and Blau are the quarterbacks for the Lions in the two games that we played against them last year. And the only thing about Trubisky that I do like in terms of advantage-wise is I think Okuda is going to be a fantastic defensive player. I'm just super excited that we get a chance to play him week one because I think the player that we're going to see week one will be vastly different when we play him later in the season and to years to come. It's that old adage of you might as well get to him early before before later on he makes you pay later on down the road.
1: Well, if this makes you feel any better, the you know all the talk here in Detroit is that Okuda might not be out there with the first team defense. You know, Limited they're
0: talking participation about... Too.
1: Yeah, they're talking about Trufon and uh, A.O., you know, our, our corner we picked up last year from, uh, came out of Penn State. He, he, he may be the other corner, which, again, not a big deal. I mean, you need you need some depth there so if they can roll those three guys plus uh, some of the vets we have behind them. I, I'm fine with that. So we'll see what they, they roll out there. Now, Joey, I just got to call you out on one thing. You keep bringing up last year, you know, Trubisky did this, that, and the other. To me the NFL is a is a right now type of game. I I don't care what happened last year because the team is different, the injuries are different, it's a new situation so I throw a lot of those stats out the window unless we have the same team coming back. I mean, if we want to throw stats, I mean, let's look at Mitch Trubisky's stats overall. Those are what you might might have to worry about when it comes to carryover because I doubt he figured out how to throw the football
0: in the last year. That's music to my ears. Yeah, it's music (laughs) to my ears. Last year, let's throw it in the trash, my friend, for both of our teams. I mean, Trubisky was so awful last year. And you know what? That's the fun part about preseason, right, is you only have so much that you can play off of. And then when you roll the ball out, you kind of see where the, you know, where the chips fall, where they may, you know, you know, not to get off a tangent, but do I think the Packers are a 13 win team this year? You know, I don't. And we're sort of basing everything off of these past instances and just sort of hoping that it works out. But I do want to ask you, based on those past instances, you know, just as a Lions perspective, you know, for Matt Patricia, is this his last shot? You know, are, are are you confident in him as a coach long-term right now. I know you guys have fallen short of expectations, but sometimes when you're trying to change a culture from within, it takes several years. I don't think fans really get a chance to understand that. So I can understand that over time, things are starting to shape up in the Lions' direction, which is why a lot of people think he's going to, you know, perhaps lead his team to the NFC North title. Matt Patricia, your thoughts on him? Could this be his last chance? You know, if if the thing goes down the tubes, could he lose his job this year? What are your thoughts?
1: It's a good question. It's something that needs to be considered. I mean, Matt Patricia, I think when he came in day one, he started flipping tables upside down because of the setup, as well as because some of the players he had around were not, uh, you know, those those hardworking, you know, no nonsense type of players that he was used to. So I think it was a little bit of a culture shock, as well as just, hey, I got to change everything. So that first year kind of threw out the window based on that. Last year, big disappointment. I mean, people want to tell you, oh, they were only, what, 3-4-1 and one with Matt Stafford there. Yeah, and we lost to the world champs at the end. We lost to the Packers by just robbery fashion on Monday Night Football. So, you know, my opinion is he had it starting to roll in the right direction until Stafford went down, and then it just went all off the rails. I mean, we didn't win a game without number nine back there. Our defense looked like Swiss cheese. Um, it, it was just rough all the way around. So you know he's also come around personally like Matt uh, Matt Patricia has started to um one of the guys here locally Matt Derry says he's on the good guy tour you know he's on all the uh local shows making people laugh being personable as well as being more of a player coach so I think he's finding his footing just like anybody in a new job you know you kind of uh, figure out make some mistakes there in the beginning and then after a while you really find your footing I think he's coming around to that but with all that being said and you're always going to hear me be optimistic on the Detroit Lions this guy needs W's I mean it's it's enough talk it's enough oh wait till next year oh he needs his team he needs this you got, you got to go out and win games. They got to go out and win games, be in playoff contention, and play solid football from start to finish. And if they do so, I think Matt Patricia could be a legend here in this city based on who he is, how smart he is, and the type of guy he can be as far as a hard no disciplinarian that also has a personality. But none of that matters if you don't win. So this is the year. I'm behind him. I'm in his corner. I'm excited about him. But you get off to a rough start, people are going to be coming for him, no doubt about it.
0: And look, I got to tell you, we are in the same boat as well with Matt Nagy. Now, I know Matt Nagy is 20 and 12 in his coaching career, but the way that things sort of capsized on us offensively last season when we still had a pretty decent defense, you know, I think that the heat has turned up just a little bit on Matt Nagy. Now, what would it exactly take to have them clean house and get fired? I'm not too sure. It would probably have to be one of those. And I think in both of our cases, if it's a catastrophic four or five win season for either of our teams, you can maybe see some changes at the head coaching position. Those are big what ifs, but I think there's just as much pressure in Chicago as maybe there is, you know, going on in Detroit right now with Matt Patricia. I got to ask you something real quick. You are the third person that I've talked to this week about the lions and each person with the lions brings up that green Bay game. So, my man, can you just uh, from last year, can you, you want to vent or anything? I mean, you want to emotionally just get it out? It seems like that is a sticking in the craw of all Lions fans and analysts out there that that game, I mean, I watched it. It was highway robbery, but it's still sticking in your guys' minds. I mean, you want to get anything off your chest?
1: Julia, I don't know if a, a good rant from me would bring you some good ratings, but I, I got to tell you, <laughs> I. I was in the building. I made my first road trip with my buddy Grifka to uh, Lambeau Field. We had one of the greatest tailgates of all time. We had amazing seats. We got off to a start with a flea flicker, basically Hail Mary, that sets the place on fire. We we were up solid. There was no problem. We were about to run the Cheddarheads out the building. It was a great day at Lambeau Field for all Lions fans and then the zebras came into play. Oh yeah, it's it's the first place in the division and instead we went to the basement and then Matt Stafford got hurt I think what the next week and it was that was it for it. So that that was that was one of the greatest times I ever had on that whole road trip and tailgate and then was absolutely the worst the way that football game finished up. The circumstances, I mean, Everybody knows Green Green Bay gets calls because the trophy's named after their coach, but that was just embarrassing on so many levels, and uh, they stole one, as they stole a lot of games last year. I know we're not going to talk Green Bay here on the show, but that 13-3 was faulty. Your boy Nagy, I'll hit on him just for one minute before I throw it back to you. He went opposite of Matt Patricia. He came in. He was the new hot thing. He was club dub. He was pulling out all these offensive amazing schemes, and he's went backwards the last year or two, so... I mean, he's got to flip it, but he had early success. I expect Matt Patricia to have late success, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with your coach, your quarterback, everything that's going on there, Chicago. I can't wait to see it.
0: At least we <laughs> both can agree that we hate the Packers, and uh, <laughs> we can at least we at least share in that uh, that love, uh, the a- love of exactly. our Exactly,
1: exactly. But you got to bring up the Monday night game here on the show. I mean, that, that's in the past. We can, we can't be dealing with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow a gasket over here. Let's let's move on to the next topic.
0: Well, we'll go to the future here, and I do want to talk about the offense, but let's start first with an easy one. Do you think Kenny Galladay plays on Sunday, limited participation all week with a hamstring?
1: Kenny Galladay thing has been crazy. The, the Lions had three, four injuries pop up out of nowhere the last couple of days, so it's just one of those things. It's a hamstring. I Right before we start recording here, I saw a uh, you know alert come through. He's doubtful. Yeah, if Kenny Galladay is hampered in any way or can't go out there, that's going to hurt the Lions, but... I mean, we got Marv, we got Danny Amendola, we've got uh, Quintez Sivas, the new rookie, you better watch out for him. He's uh, just been surprising at camp. He's physical, he's not uh, fast by any means, but he's gonna be something to deal with the next couple years as well. Jamal Agnew's got crazy speed. I mean, they're pretty much set at receiver. So you know, that, that injury doesn't worry me, but Kenny's a beast. And if he can't go, that's going to, that's going to be
0: tough. And look, I got to tell you, you know, this is the match that probably scares me the most. Isn't just, you know, Matt Stafford with the ball in his hands, but you know, Galladay and Marvin Jones, that one, two combo, big physical receivers that I think give the bears secondary some problems. And you start diving into the stats a little bit when Stafford was under center and you start going, wow, Holy shit, this offense can really be explosive and really got to keep an eye on it. I mean, Galladay last year, had four games of over 117 yards in his first eight games with Stafford. You know, Marvin Jones had at least five or six receptions five times during the nine games in which Stafford played. I mean, these guys could put up some huge numbers right now if Stafford can stay on the field.
1: What's great, too, about the Lions offense is they're really not only interchangeable parts, really selfless guys. I mean, these guys are willing to just be team players that, you know, one day, one week, Marv will go off if he's open. Next week, Kenny, you know, we haven't even talked about TJ Hawkinson yet, the uh, second-year tight end.
0: Who only plays one game a year. He plays the first week, and then the rest of the season, he disappears. Um, Zing. (laughs) come on now he uh he, he
1: he blew up the scene week one he he really did let me down with not only his his stats but the way when I watched him he just seemed a little soft last year but he's been in the weight room and he's been training with George Kittle uh Hawkinson is yoked up this year seems to have a good head on his shoulders he's a he's a really dynamic player that I think they'll feature as well so between the top receivers the tight end and we haven't even talked about DeAndre Swift You know, carry on. at least is is healthy, even though he's got a knee brace that takes up basically his whole right leg, I think it is. Um, And Adrian Peterson, who we brought in recently. So we got lots of weapons on the offense side of the ball. That should definitely be the thing that scares the Bears when we're talking about this matchup, is who are you going to deal with? And whoever you deal with, they're going to go the other way and throw the football to whoever's open. Uh,
0: Are you cautious at all or cautiously optimistic? Let's just say that DeAndre Swift is going to see a decent amount of snaps on Sunday. He has been sort of, as they're calling it, eased back into practice over the last week or so. He has missed a ton of training camp um, with an undisclosed leg injury of some kind. On tape, the dude looks like he's got tons of potential and perhaps a dual passing threat, running threat that the Lions haven't had in quite some time. Are you cautiously optimistic he's going to be able to to be out there full strength on Sunday?
1: Here's my thing with DeAndre Swift. Uh, he's either banged up and they're going to kind of ease him in as you said or he might be a spot player or it might be the old okey-doke where they're putting him as a hip injury legs a little tight and then Sunday they come out and just feature this guy in the passing game and and make him a featured part I'm not sure what it's going to be because you know he didn't have some big issue he just sort of all of a sudden started missing practices the Lions are known for just easing these rookies in uh, not letting them loose but I think DeAndre Swift's a problem in the passing game for any team he plays against but I wouldn't be surprised to see Peterson get the uh, initial carries and carry on kind of carry the load if he is legitimately kind of still dinged up. But um, DeAndre Swift is a guy that even if he starts slow or if they don't use him, I think he's the most talented back and a guy that should be used and used heavily by the Lions, not this committee that you're going to hear about so much, really needs the football and the run and the pass game you know, this year and and moving forward for the team to be what I want them to be with that draft pick, high second rounder.
0: It should be interesting, and it's kind of an interesting question of, you know, why did the Lions sign Adrian Peterson? Did they sign Adrian Peterson because they're worried about DeAndre Swift's, you know, lack of practice time in training camp, and maybe he'll have to come along a little bit slowly? Or are they worried about on Johnson's knee? i got to be honest, I have a couple of friends in the Michigan area who may or may not have MD at the end of their name connected to the Lions, and they are not very optimistic about on Johnson. I tend to think that Adrian Peterson might be more insurance for Johnson than they are for the current situation with Swift. What do you expect from AP right off the bat? Maybe a couple of gritty runs for four yards, or is he going to be taking it to the house? <laughs>
1: Oh, man, it's good stuff by you. I mean, carry on was a guy I was really high on, you know, and, and his injuries are definitely a concern. So I think you're right on it. The, it's more for carry not only injuries, but maybe trying to get him mentally where he needs to be in a better place to kind of be a be a dog on the football field. But to me, Adrian Peterson, yeah, his his birth certificate may say 35, but he's chiseled out of granite. This guy is a physical beast. Um, he's not going to run 80 yards anymore like he used to, but I can definitely see him cracking, you know, those those 8 to 12 yard runs, as well as being a factor inside the 5, 10 yard line, being able to actually score rushing touchdowns, which would be tremendous for the Detroit Lions if we could actually do that. So. Um, I think you'll see him more than many are expecting. I think he fits in with Daryl Bevel, uh, who he played for previously, knows the scheme, has a burr under his saddle that he wants to continue to play. I think he said four more years, as well as he's got some, some records that he can reach if he, if he gets a thousand plus yards in the next year or two, Uh, I'm expecting him to come in around 500 some yards and some touchdowns is kind of where I'm at with uh, Adrian Peterson. But, yeah, I mean, if it's AP and Swift as the one-two punch and carry-on takes more of a, a part-time, you know, backup-type role, I mean, I, I wouldn't be totally upset with that. And that, that could be expected just based on the knee brace, the injuries, the past history. But he has been good at times, too. So it's a big question mark. Um, but the Lions have poured resources into that run game, and I do think that is something that Lions fans should be excited about, that there's, there's bodies there and there's talent there.
0: Well, and a dynamic that, you know, let's just be honest, the Lions have been searching for for seasons and seasons, drafting guy after guy after guy. And and forgive me, I'm going to take you to a der- a dark place here, Derek, but the audience just needs to know the facts and the stats. Oh, yeah. uh, since 1998 when Barry Sanders retired, and I, I, I put a caveat on this, of course, because, you know, we have Walter Payton in Chicago. I personally, I'm, I'm too young to have watched Walter Payton in a game, you know, I see clips and I see highlights and, and I understand that he was an amazing running back. For, but for me personally, Barry Sanders is the greatest running back I've ever watched live in a game, you know, real time before in my life and probably ever since. But since 1998, it's 22 years, Derek. You've only had three running backs with 1,000 plus yard seasons. You know, Jimmy James Stewart did it twice. And then Kevin <laughs> Jones and Reggie Bush You know, this has been something that's been going on for a long time with you guys. Mikel LaShore. I mean, my God, like Amir Abdullah. You know, if you guys could get some sort of production out of there. And look, maybe not even a 1,000-yard receiver, but like you said, get AP those 500 yards. Maybe get 700 yards from DeAndre Swift. You know, that could be really something that could push you guys over the edge into a successful season.
1: Joey, like I said, I, I really appreciate you having me on the show. You got me all fired up talking about uh, Packers, Monday Night Football. Now you're bringing up the the, the <laughs> horrid past of the Lions' run game. Those names you bring up just Triggered. bring chills to me because I, I basically missed out on the whole Barry uh, era. I was I was not only not born, like you said, but not a big fan of most of those points uh, of, of football. I was more of a basketball guy back then. But since I've been a Lions fan, all those names you mentioned, have been either second round picks or you know high investments in free agency for older type guys and and they none of them have got got it done even the thousand yard guys you mentioned were never dynamic impactful players for this team so I, I'm a guy that does believe in the new NFL that it's a passing league and that you much need to be able to sling it around and, and spread people out than pound the rock you know like you'll hear Matt Patricia or some of these old school coaches want to even out the run in the pass game but when you can run the football efficiently and then be able to put the put the play action game into play that's really what the Lions have been missing nobody's buying their play action nobody nobody even respects the run game so you know what Matt Stafford's been able to do has been pretty remarkable because there's been no threat of a run game whatsoever now I think there is but again it's it's go out and do it you know we've seen the DeAndre Swifts come in and flame out here in Detroit I I don't think he will do that but I think that between him, Peterson and carry on you gotta go out and have a really productive year in the run game to put that to bed. And I hope this is the year because it has been way too long. We're talking about twenty plus years basically of zero being at the bottom five and run running the ball. And that's that's just embarrassing.
0: Well, and people that say, you know, you gotta keep the ball in Stafford's hands, look, trust us when we say that if you have a solid running game in that play action and it actually can make Matt Stafford more lethal. And Derek, you know, one day we'll come back and we'll talk Lindsey Hunter and Allen Houston and Grant Hill and do all that good stuff for you from the '90s. Uh, let's, but let's
1: let's talk four when we took home a championship oh, and beat the yeah. Lakers. That, that's what that's that, that's my glory days right there.
0: Wallace brothers, Tayshawn off the bench. Where did he come from? Rip City. All that. <laughs> Incredible. Good stuff. But yes, uh, sir. Uh, We got two more. We got two more topics coming for you. You know, I, I do want to get a final game score prediction out of you, but just give me one X factor. From a Lions perspective, an X-Factor player and one key to the game that you think is necessary for you guys to be able to beat the Bears on week one?
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I think one thing that's really important with the Lions is, is they've started slow. You know, you had all those fourth quarter comebacks from Matt Stafford. You know, they kind of come out uh, lethargic, also a little um, inconsistent in the beginning of ball games. I really like to see them start well, as well as turnovers. When you really break down the NFL game, it comes down to: Did you turn the football over, and and were you able to create turnovers? The Lions have been a little bit better protecting the ball when you start breaking down stats over the last, uh, you know, three four years at least, but they haven't been able to turn it over. I mean, we're bottom of the league in interceptions, fumbles. They really need to find the find a way to intercept Mitch Trubisky, make him fumble, um, be able to get the ball out when you guys do make plays. That's going to be really important. I mean, when you're talking to X factor in this game. I think the Lions need to almost like uh, lean on their offense as the strength and be able to outscore um, what Mitch Trubisky and your, your parts can do. Because when I'm looking at your offense, I mean, we've got Allen Robinson, who I, I like his game. He came back on the scene last year, no doubt about it. Uh, Tariq Cohen, I've always been a fan with the type of juice he can bring, even though he had a down year last year as well. But, you know, Anthony Miller. I mean, Jimmy Graham, these are the type of guys you're hanging your hat on. So if you want to play offensive football, I think the Lions have the edge there. So go out. Don't be afraid to sling it. Don't be afraid to uh, try to run it. But if you can't run it, just sling it around, try to outscore them. So when you're talking X factors, I mean, again, I would love it if they just really featured DeAndre Swift and he wasn't as hurt as they're making it out to be. But I think you're going to have to lean on one of those guys, whether it be Hawkinson whether it be, you know, if, if Galladay is down, Marvin Jones has had a tremendous camp. Nobody can deal with him. Nobody can guard him. Um, so I, w- I would think that's kind of where you lean on and you lean on the right arm of Matt Stafford. Those would be kind of the guys I would have circled. And just hope that your defense sort of shows that they're much improved or solid, you know, which they were neither last year.
0: And in regards to Swift, look, we're both foaming at the mouth to get a victory for our teams on Sunday, but we're in the same boat with David Montgomery and his groin injury. Looks like they're right. gonna, he's going to try and suit up and play, but look like it's a long season. The last thing that you want, I think, for either of our running backs is four weeks from now, you know, reading the press clippings that these guys are still dealing with the same injury that they were dealing with in training camp. Let's try and avoid that one. And it's funny that you said get off to a fast start because that's one of my X factors for the Bears. So maybe we got some fireworks <clears throat> in the first quarter. You know, last year, it was all about the first 15 plays for Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky. And those were such an epic failure last year that I felt like not only did Nagy lose confidence in Trubisky, but Trubisky then lost confidence. And they started kind of, you know, throwing out gimmicks and gadget plays and trying to, like, spark an offense that, you know, just wouldn't catch fire, just wouldn't happen. So I'm also looking in the same area, too, as well, of getting off to a good start in that first quarter. I'm a Bears fan, and we're talking offense. So, look, maybe my expectations are more tempered. I'm not even saying score on the first couple drives, but I'm just saying, you know, get some first downs, get some feel-good situations. And I am looking at a guy maybe like Tariq Cohen where, I'm sorry I'm going back to the numbers again, but, like, last year, you know, you guys gave up the third most receiving yards to running backs. You allowed a 71% completion percentage to running backs. That is all tailor-made for Mitch Trubisky's high percentage throws to Tariq Cohen. That's kind of what I'm looking at. For me on a Bears side, X-Factor, I got to be honest with you, man. I'm I'm, I'm digging in deep here, but throughout training camp right now, Jimmy Graham is cruising. He's trending very, very positively. Now, look, am I saying he's going to have a 16-game season and become a Pro Bowler? No, I'm not. But in week one for an old veteran who's had a strong camp and who's healthy, I'm kind of looking at him right now. Do not be surprised if you go, oh, Jimmy Graham, he's washed up, maybe perhaps comes down with a catch and makes a play maybe catches a touchdown, too, as well. Will it last forever? I'm not so sure about that. But at the yeah. same time, in week one, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking at as an X factor. And then for us, too, special teams. Hey, yeah, yeah, Eddie Panero's on IR. We're going with Cairo Santos right now. Who knows what his leg distance looks like? And it really just kind of scares me where you're on shaky ground with Trubisky, and just imagine, you know, a third and seven or third and eight situation at about, the, you know, the 40, you know, 45 to 35-yard to line. And you guys know exactly what to scheme up because you know that the Bears have to go for it here because they know that we're not going to kick a 48-yard field goal. And those are the situations that I think are dis- disadvantageous, if you will, for Mitch Trubisky to succeed. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm really keying in and looking at. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I think it'll be fun. And it seems like we're both predicting a, 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 fe- a feisty, frisky first half
1: it's it's all good stuff you bring up I mean I'm curious about Jimmy Graham as well but uh, one thing to key on on your side as well is the Lions have brought in Jamie Collins and uh, Jamie Collins has some of the best stats when you look him up in regards to coverage of tight ends and running backs um, so I think that's going to be a big improvement and something I'm definitely going to be keying on because we've seen the good Jamie Collins and the bad Jamie Collins I really think he's he's locked in they paid him well I think he's going to sure up a lot of the coverage issues that you can find in the old stats. When you're looking at lions, we have not had a cover linebacker in a while. So we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. But yeah, Jimmy Graham, uh, Tariq Cohen, like I said, doesn't matter who's covering him. If he gets to the football, he's faster than most people on the field. So he is definitely a a problem that I'm going to be watching, but uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Your kicking game you brought up is important. Um, Both of our teams need to get rolling. I hope they do. I hope it's exciting. And uh We will see what the scoreboard says at the end. I'm I'm sure – I cannot wait to hear what you got for a score for this game.
0: Uh, All right. Well, then I'll go first, my friend. I got 21-17 Bears. I do like – you know, this is a betting Chicago show, so I do like the Bears over 10.5 points in the first half. And I think that in the second half, things tighten up a little bit maybe on both sides. And I'm just thinking 21-17 right now. I do think that the defense – at the very least, is enough. You mentioned turnovers earlier. Stafford, 18 career games against the Bears, 21 interceptions. I do think at the very least we can get a turnover there. And you know what? Optimism, my my cup is full right now, man. How could I not pick my team? I'm sure you're feeling (laughs) a little bit of a different way. What's your final score?
1: Well, before I get to my score, you said this is betting Chicago, right? they are on here and we've been talking. Uh, you've been you've been letting me talk about my lines a lot, which I appreciate. But this is a Bears show. Well, what's the what's the game line here? I'm sure you have that in front of you. What's what's the line for this game?
0: Uh, great question. So, uh, well, Lions are first of all favored by three points. Bears are underdog uh, by three, and we have an over/under, I believe, a 44 right now total score for the game.
1: So, yeah, I just wanted to check on that. So the Lions are the favorite. (laughs) You you not only disregarded that line, but you also gave your team a three plus point victory. So I'm glad, I'm glad we checked that out. You said 44 total points. So um, I I think I've got not only the over with my Lions, but uh, over on that score as well, because I've been saying on my podcast, the uh, Believe in Lions show here on the Believe Podcast Network with the one and only Benny Blades. He brings the heat and we have a lot of fun on that show. I also have another uh, podcast I do twice a week called the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. We pour it out for everybody and get them all lathered up with that Detroit Kool-Aid. But, uh, yeah, I've been saying on my shows, 28 for the Lions, 17 for your Chicago Bears, an 11-point dub for my team. I think indoors, no crowd is going to be really weird for everybody. But I think, again, it's advantageous for the offenses. And I've been saying on this show – that's where the Lions' strengths are. All they got to do is basically hold even on defense, not only this game, but all year long. So when they're playing the big dogs, when it comes to quarterbacks, I think that might be a little harder. But when we're talking about Mitch, uh, I think they're going to be able to hold it down all right. And I think you're just there's going to be too many things to handle. Now, for your side, if, if there's no Kenny, and if there's some of these injuries keep guys off the field, that does even the playing field up. I might have to uh, adjust my score a little bit. But if their guys are out there rolling, I think that, uh, you know, it's one of those games that ends up an 11-point game, but it's it's going to be into that third, fourth quarter, as most NFL games are, no doubt about it. I, I'm really excited to watch it. And, and the best part about this year is we haven't seen anything. So, like you said, not only is everybody optimistic, which always happens, but it's kind of like getting to unwrap this team and figure out, where are their strengths? Where are their weaknesses? I mean, if you talk to me next time they play Chicago, I have a much better feel for, you know, this 2020 season, my team, your guys' team right now. I mean, we got limited stuff to go off. So 28, 17 Lions get a dub at home to uh, well, they basically lead in the North then. So I'll be excited.
0: <laughs> Whoever wins this game will be tied with the Kansas City Chiefs for most wins in the NFL. And that is not bad is. company to keep, my friend.
1: I, I <laughs> like being up there with Mahomes and company. That sounds yeah, about right this year. There's nothing we'll to see him in, in Tampa. Tampa.
0: And look, man, this is what it's all about. And even in a season when there is no preseason, you know, like you said, you know, the mystery box that we're about to open up on this season is probably. You know, it's going to be a wild, wild ride. And, of course, we're both going to have a ton of optimism right now, but I'm glad that you came on the pod to put your name on it, man. Derek Oakry, such a pleasure to have you on Betting Chicago, man, and you better bet your dollar that you are coming back later this season when we lock horns one more time.
1: Joey, thanks for having me. This has been a blast. Uh, Lions fans, Bears fans, football is back. Let's do this thing. Really excited. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you so much for joining. And yeah, guys, make sure you check out Believe in Lions with Derek Oakery and Benny Blades and Detroit Kool-Aid. Am I getting that correct? Give that shout out one more time. So the good people, it's not just Bears fans always listening to the pod. They might love to check out your stuff. Say one more time.
1: Detroit Kool Aid Cast. You can find it on any podcast platform. We tell all the Lions fans to drink it in, and uh, we we serve out that Detroit Kool Aid. Very optimistic, very fun show. We 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 make you laugh. We talk football uh, Wednesdays and Fridays, and the Benny Show uh, Believe in in Lions with Benny drops on Thursday morning. So we've got we got Lions fans covered basically all week long. When you really break it down,
0: awesome! Thank you so much for joining the pod. Today's episode was betting Chicago with Joey Cristobas. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. This wraps up a big, long week of talking football, and now we are just going to put down the microphone. We are just going to kick up our feet, and we are just going to enjoy some football on Sunday. Thank you so much for checking out the pod. Make sure you check out all the other wonderful pods on the Bleed Podcast Network. My name is Joey Christopoulos. Enjoy the weekend, you guys. We're coming back next week. We're going to talk baseball, NBA, and, of course, we're always talking football, too, as well. So make sure you check that out. Until then, be well, be safe, be good to each other, and we will talk soon.